One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. I am your host, Dr. Abby Metcalf, and we are at episode 71. Woo! You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Metcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing. And we are deep into communication month here at Team Medcalf, and I'm loving, loving all the great responses I've been getting about how all the strategies and the tools, everything I've been teaching have been working for you. I so appreciate when you email me. I, As you know, if you email me, I answer you directly. Yes, I do. Uh, I say thank you. It really does come to me. It's not um, any of my wonderful team members. It is me because uh, I'm I like to hear from you and it's just really helpful. So abby at abbymedcalf.com. If you have a great idea for the podcast, anything else, really, please, please just, you know, uh, shoot me an email. Just takes a minute and I'd love to hear from you. So, um, and I do want to mention that I've done a few other podcasts, like way back when, some of my early ones uh, on my kind of, you know, top communication tools. I'm not editing that out. No, I'm not. Uh, my top communication tools. And so I'll do some links in the show notes for that if you want to have all your communication tools in one place. But I didn't want to do just a regurgitation of things I've already done. So today I want to bring you something new that I haven't really discussed in detail before. I've probably said it out loud before, but not discussed in detail. And I'm going to talk about having a delayed reaction versus a delayed response in your relationship. And this is something that came up years ago in my work with a wonderful couple who I really, really, really like. Uh, liked working with and um, really liked them both individually. And uh, I will give a shout out to Jeff because I said I would. And (laughs) because he's the one who came up with this wording. And he's like, Abby, if you use that, I want some credit. So I'm giving you credit. Uh, (laughs) 
So, and any of my clients listening know that I, you, you know, we'll be talking in session and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm stealing that. And I don't think it, I say it. I go, I got to take that. I got to use that for, you know, and I write down a little note about it. Um, because really so much of what I bring to you is, be, is from my work with actual real live people. Um, and that is what one of the things I think that makes uh, my podcast different than a lot is that I'm talking about not you know, this idea of what works in my relationship, but what, what I see working in literally hundreds and thousands of other relationships. And that's what I bring you. So yes, I use that myself. I practice what I preach uh, and see that it works for me too. But um, I've always had an issue with people who, you know, are coming at you with, well, this worked in my marriage. So I'm the king of this or the queen of this. So this is what you do because, you know, you don't know if that's going to work in your relationship. You don't know if you're going to be the same kind of parent that person is. You, you want something that's worked with lots of people, not just one person. So I say a lot that I'm not your guru, I'm your guide. Uh, I don't want to be anybody's guru, man. I, I've got, um, I got a lot of flaws. <laughs> I screw up a lot. So uh, I, I, I ain't no guru, but I'm a guide. You know, I, I really do practice what I preach and I really do pull in a lot of information from a lot of different sources. And I want to guide you through this thing we call, we call life, you know, through all these wonderful relationships. So there you have it. And before I move on, I'm going to ask that you subscribe to the podcast. Are you not subscribed? Are you listening right now and you're not a subscriber? What's up with you? What's up? You don't want to commit to me? Do you really feel like you can't commit to me? I think it's time. I think we're ready. Uh, I don't know if you need, you know, a flower or something. I can send that. You know, what What do you need? What do you need to, to just say, hey, I'm in a committed relationship with Abby. I'm subscribed to the podcast. I'm asking and begging because it really does help the more subscribers. Um, and you know, you do this yourself. You're, you're looking for a new podcast. And if you see a ton of people subscribed, you think, oh, that must be a good one. So I'm going to, I'm going to check that out too. It just, it really helps get the word out. And then it also helps with all those crazy algorithms. Um, as you know, I don't charge money, uh, to listen to the podcast. I don't have ads and stuff. And I, I, uh, at this point, and I don't want to do that, but the way I don't need to do that is if more and more people subscribe. So I get higher up there and, um, you know, otherwise I, I might have, you know, anyway, I'm going to try hard not to do that. Um, and just put this out there in my generous, loving, loving way. So please subscribe. That'll help me. And here we go. I'm done with the begging portion of the podcast. Okay. So let's jump in. So you and your partner are in that same argument again. Yeah, it's probably again. You've been working on your self-awareness. So you're actually able to be in the here and now and realize you're in the fight. So, hey, bravo or bravo to you. Um, but now you're trying to remember all those great tools you've learned to stop the fight, right? So, so you've, you were here for October for last month, all the self-awareness and all the mindfulness. You're like, great, I'm in it. Oh, I'm in a fight. I'm realizing it as it's happening, not five hours later. And I'm thinking about all these things that I'm supposed to do, right? To stop this fight, to, to get out of this yucky pattern we're in right now. And that's when you recall, you know, one of the things maybe I've said over and over that you're supposed to act, not react, right? You're supposed to act, not react. And you immediately feel better because you're thinking, I got this, Abby, I am on this. I'm not going to let my partner 
you know, get to me. I, I, I'm seeing that I'm, I'm a loving human being and my partner and I love my partner. I'm seeing all that. I am having that meta position and I'm going to keep my cool and not say anything right now because I am a little agitated right now and I'm realizing that whatever comes out of my mouth is probably not going to be great. So I'm just going to listen and walk away. I'm going to be the better person. I'm going to do this right. And I'm oh so proud. And you're patting yourself on the back as you walk away. Okay. And you do that. You effectively stop the fight because it takes two to tango and you, you know, you stop dancing. So now as the day goes on though, you start thinking about that conversation and you start stewing. You, you, you know, are playing it over and over in your head and you're still pissed about whatever very unfair thing got said and it starts to fester again in your brain. So the problem is that you haven't resolved anything in your head. You haven't tried to see the other person's point of view or really listen to what they were trying to express. All you did, you walked away. You know, you sort of, you tried to listen your best you could. You were really mad, but you were being, you know, you're taking the higher road. You, you feel like you're being the better person and you're walking away. But because you haven't worked through any of your thoughts and feelings from the argument, you end up maybe being, you know, passive aggressive the next time you see your partner or maybe just aggressive. Uh, maybe you find yourself saying something sarcastic or snide. It could be later that day, the next week. Uh, maybe you even pick a new fight about something, you know, really vital, like them using your razor again. Uh, all because you're still pissed about this disagreement you had yesterday, last week, or last month that, again, you you pulled yourself out of saying anything bad but you didn't really work through in your head. And the reason this situation remains so screwed up is because you had a delayed reaction as opposed to a delayed response. You know, walking away so you don't yell or stopping and taking 10 breaths so you can listen to the rest of a conversation, that's all great, great. However, and here's the key, there needs to be a specific follow through to that. You can't just forgive and forget, walk away, whatever. It doesn't work that way. What needs to happen next is an examination of your part in the argument, in the disagreement, in the contention, whatever in whatever bugged you. I need you to ask yourself some questions. Now, okay, so I talk about questions a lot. You're listening going, <laughs> Abby, stop talking about questions. I'm not going to stop talking about questions. Uh, I talk about questions a lot, but this time, these are questions I actually want you to ask yourself as opposed to questions I want you to ask the other person, your partner or whoever. I want you to ask these questions to yourself and they're really, really important. So first and foremost, you want to ask, what's my responsibility and what just happened? So you have this disagreement or you feel really angry or anxious or upset or whatever the words are. Uh, are annoyed at whatever your partner just said. You take a breath, you you know, listen for a minute and you sort of, you walk away, you go somewhere else, whatever. But then again, I need you to ask yourself, okay, what was my responsibility and what just happened? What's my part? And it's the same, you know, what role did I play? What, 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 what part did I play in this? And this is a really important thing. So even if your partner was um, 
let's say came at you with something ridiculous that had nothing to do with you. It's because they had a bad day, whatever. Uh, what's your responsibility or what's your role in that? So, you know, your role is maybe that you've allowed this to happen many times, that your partner comes home in a bad mood and they're allowed to dump on you and you've never drawn a boundary around it. That could be your role around it. So yeah, it's not your, it's isn't about blame or fault or assigning, you know, anything like that. This is about just responsibility. Um, maybe you've always had the same reaction before and, and you know, now you took a different one this time. So that's your responsibility. Like, oh, it was a good one. I, I, I took responsibility for not reacting in that moment or whatever it is. There's always something that you can look at. And again, or what's my role? Well, I'm always X person to my partner. I'm always the person who listens or I'm always, I'm, I'm never the person who listens or whatever it is. Everybody has a piece of the, of the pie. Um, and then, and let's say, and even if, if you get stuck on that question or not, I want you to move on to the next part, which is to think for a minute, why was my partner so sad, angry, defensive, you know, insert emotion here? What was going on that, and, and I don't want you to get into reading your partner's mind, you know, I don't like that. I don't want you to get all up into trying to figure them out, but I do want you to take a moment and just, because what it does is it gives us a different perspective. Like, oh, maybe your partner's not usually in a bad mood. So well, that's weird. Why were they in a bad mood today? Or Maybe, yeah, maybe it's odd to see your partner um, really scared, really worried. Uh, maybe that's always how they are. Uh, whatever it is, it just gives you a moment if you think about why, just for a moment. What, why are they like that? What's going on? So, you know, what's truly upsetting my partner? And then you can look to yourself, maybe ask yourself a question like, was I defensive? Um, if I had to do that conversation over again, what would I do differently? What can I do differently moving forward, right? All these are great questions to ask yourself. Maybe ask yourself, why am I so upset, sad, angry, defensive? Again, insert emotion here. <laughs> that, at the end of the day, that's really the one question I want you to ask yourself. Why are you having the reaction you're having? And the answer is not, well, because they were a jerk. That's not the answer. Because it it, it it's not about what the other person's doing ever. You're always allowed to respond in a different way. It is always, believe it or not, your choice in how you respond. I know sometimes it does not feel like I have a choice when, especially my kids, you know, are upsetting me in some way, but uh, my partner too. It doesn't, it does, but it, but you do, you do have a choice in that. There's a, there's a pause button there and you are allowed to react differently. And I'll tell you how you know this, because if someone you didn't know never met before, said something to you that was weird, you might get annoyed, but you wouldn't necessarily think about it all day because you don't care about that person. Or you're like, oh, that person doesn't even know me. I don't know what they were talking about. Or like, why did that stranger say something to me? That was so bizarre. But then it's gone. But if your partner says the same thing, you might be spinning on it for, for days or weeks or hours or whatever, because this is a person you care about, so you think a lot more about what they're saying. But it's the same thing two different people said. It's just, again, it's the, it's the context, it's the situation, it's the person who said it. So, But that lets you know that it's not about what was said. I use the example of the 
uh, of traffic, being in a traffic jam, sitting in a traffic jam a lot with when I talk about this kind of choice, right? Some people are in their cars in a traffic jam, just sitting, hanging out, listening to music. I don't know, singing along to song or, or so, I, sometimes I see people like reading or <laughs> now we have our phones. So people get on their phones or they're eating or whatever. And then you'll see other people freaking the frig out, <laughs> screaming, yelling, swearing, you know, being very aggressive, angry, but it's the same traffic jam. People just have different responses depending on their context, their beliefs, all that good stuff. Uh, and sometimes I hear people go, well, they only, you know, you respond because if you're in a rush or not. No, you don't. I know people who are not in a rush, including myself. I have been in that traffic jam, not in a rush and been a, been a jerk. Um, I'm going to cop to that. It's it's not about being in a rush. It's just, it's really where we're at in a moment. And again, it's our choice and how we react. So having said all that, um, you know, linked to that, you could ask, well, what else could be true in this situation? You know, whatever's going on with your partner, if they, if you're arguing about something or just disappointed or upset, whatever that is. Um, these are all questions I want you to ask yourself. And that's the follow through. That's the big piece to knowing whether or not you're caught up in this sort of negative cycle of reacting versus responding. A, a reaction is is acting in the way you've acted before. A response is going to be something new. So if you think back to all the things I've taught you, and if you haven't been following me for a while, where have you been? You, you know it's great here. It's fabulous here. You know it's all love here. Uh, when you're stewing about an argument and playing it over and over again in your head, I, if you've listened to my stuff before, you know what part of your brain is activated. Okay, so when you're spinning like that, when you indulge, and I always use that word because it's indulgent and you shouldn't do it, but when you indulge in these kinds of unhealthy behaviors of thinking, um, you know, thinking about how right you are, you, you trap yourself in your limbic system's amygdala and your only options are to fight, flight, or freeze. That's it. When you're perseverating, when you're going on and on and thinking, thinking and spinning, oh, he said this and I should have said that and I'm so pissed and blah, blah, blah. You're, the fear part of your brain, your amygdala is activated and the only things you can do when it's activated are fight, have an argument, run away, walk away and just try to forget it or freeze, meaning that you kind of uh, hope the danger will pass and, and you ignore it. You just ignore it and that becomes the response. So when you're in any of those things, it's not good. When you ask these questions I just laid out, you know, what's my responsibility? Uh, why am I having the reaction I'm having? When you start asking those questions, by asking yourself those questions, you're slowing down that process a bit instead of jumping into the response so quickly, that re um, the reaction, excuse me, so quickly, you're actually just notching that down and you engage your prefrontal cortex or your thinking part of your brain and you engage that part of the brain. And from there, you're able to problem solve. You're able to work on trying to understand your partner or the situation. So when you're in that reptilian fear-based amygdala part of your brain, you're not rational. You're not thinking things through. You're not problem solving. It's And you're not in the, in the love. You're not you're coming from fear. So, and I say it all the time, you can't have a love relationship based on fear. So asking your question, these questions pulls you out of that loop and gets you into another part of the brain, which is really important so that you can be loving, kind, compassionate, and all that good crap. <laughs> it's not crap, good stuff. So 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. In any interaction, a primal goal, again, is to act, not react. And and this is in any in interaction. I said primal goal, didn't I? I meant primary, but <laughs> primal maybe is better. It's a better word. So, and like I said earlier, you know, what does re mean at the beginning of a word, right? It means again. So when you react, you're acting again. You're repeating an action or behavior that you've taken before and you don't want to keep doing that. Um, in these moments, you want to instead, you, right, you want to be thoughtful about what you're going to say and how you're going to respond before you speak or take action. So, you might go take some calming breaths or go splash water on your face or walk around the block, you know, call a trusted friend, count to 10, or just wait until you feel calmer so you can finish the conversation. All these tools help you delay the reaction and that's great. But if you spend your time after an argument festering or if you're resentful, if you're, if you're thinking about your great rebuttal, um, about how right you are, about how you're going to get back at the other person, God forbid, then you might as well have just yelled at them in the moment. There's, don't be taking the breads and waiting and doing all that. You might as well have just lost your shit right there in, in that moment because at least then your partner will know what you're upset about. <laughs> okay, it's clear. They're they're doing something and you yell, it's right there. When you act in in a passive aggressive way or just aggressive, uh days or weeks after whatever happened, your poor partner doesn't know what hit them. Now they're really they're totally confused. They're thinking, "What the heck is going on? My partner is an asshole. <laughs> like why are they acting this way?" I'm swearing a lot today. I apologize. I'm having a potty mouth. I'll, I'm going to move on from that. So let me give an example, and I don't mean to compare your partner to a dog, but I want you to indulge this metaphor for a minute. If your dog pees on the carpet on Monday and you hit him on the nose with a rolled up newspaper on Thursday, he's just going to think you're mean. He's just going to think that Thursday is a bad day for you. He's never going to connect his poor behavior from three days ago to getting hit now. And the same is true for your partner. All they do is put your negative behavior in the resentment bank. You know, if you're being passive aggressive or you're giving them crap days later, they're thinking it's your nuts. And again, they get resentful and they put some stuff in that old, I call it the resentment bank. And isn't that bank account full enough? Haven't you, you know, haven't, haven't enough things happen? Do you really need to add to it? So Instead of all that negative head talk, I want you to think of an appropriate response 
and use the time to think, to calm down, to be introspective. Having a delayed response means that you've waited so you can think about things and be more reasonable, patient, and kind. That's the only reason to have a delayed response. It's to really break apart, again, that that negative cycle, to put something in the middle of that. But it's also to, and, and, and then it's to really help you resolve what's happening so you stop with the resentment and the annoyance and that, you know, little cycle of repeating the behavior. So really important. So a delayed response means that you've thought things through. You've asked yourself those questions I laid out and you're trying to figure out ultimately what else could be true in this situation. Remember, you feel the way you think. So once you start allowing yourself to have different thoughts about the situation, you can have different feelings about the other person, yourself, what happened, whatever. And now you, like when you resume the conversation, you can actually respond differently because you're thinking differently. You, you have to actually think about something differently, not just think the same thoughts later, calmer, that it doesn't work because you're going to get ramped. Haven't you ever had this? So you did wait, you got calmer, you start talking about it again. And next thing you know, you're super pissed again. <laughs> it's because you didn't think about it differently. It's just, you're just waiting to have the feelings later that doesn't work the same. Again, delayed reaction versus a delayed response. You want delayed response. So I do want to throw in that this brings us to another essential strategy to consider, which is timing and tone. When we're in the heat of a moment, it's often not the best time to say anything, right? Especially to our to your partner. You're emotional. You're probably not thinking rationally. You know, changing your timing can have a profound effect on an interaction. And when you change your timing, your tone naturally changes pretty usually. So you know, let's say you and your partner, let's say you have like a tiff around dinner time, some disagreement, some little whatever. And you get through that and get the kids washed and put to bed and you've you cleaned or helped clean up the kitchen, whatever. And so you've been thinking about your part in things, you know, when whatever that little tiff was, but you're still upset. Although it's better, you know, it's getting better because you've been thinking about it. Now there's some free time around, I don't know, 8.30 that night and you go to your partner to finish the earlier conversation. So so timing, right? You waited. Now, because you've waited and changed the timing, your tone is generally immediately better. You're less upset. So the issue, it's not as hot, I like to say. And the words you're using with your partner are more gentle and thoughtful. And the conversation will generally go completely differently. So because timing and tone is huge, you're you're not, that tone of voice is really more loving, more patient, more kind. And one of the things I say to people a lot is that you can pretty much, you can say pretty much anything you want to say, just not when you want to say it. So you can say it, just not when you want. Waiting for a better time is almost always the way to go so much because there's so much, again, good thinking and thoughtfulness you can have. Again, as long as it's going to be a delayed response, not a delayed reaction. And say, you know, what, yeah, what you're going to say is going to change slightly too. So I, now I say it's almost always better to wait because there's a few caveats with this. There's three things you have to think about. So first, I said waiting for a better time, not a perfect time, okay? So there is no perfect time, no perfect time. Let that go, let it go, take a breath, ohm, no perfect time. 
don't let things go for days or weeks. The timing can be delayed, okay? So while you're making sure, you're gonna have a response, not a reaction, but you generally don't wanna wait, I'd say more than 48 hours, and I think that's actually a lot. Uh, you really want things closer together. And if your partner or you are like leaving on a business trip or something, you're not gonna be around, that's okay, you can get on the phone. Do not text this stuff. Do I have to tell you that? Don't make me hurt you. Do not text all this kind of thing. It's not appropriate. It's not okay. Have a freaking conversation. Let them hear the tone of your voice. Not if you have to I say it a lot. If you have to use an emoji to convey feeling or meaning, then you should get on the friggin' phone. Do you understand me? Uh, emojis are and if you have to do that, then you need to to stop texting and get on the phone. And we've become so used to texting and it's such a, it, it, frankly, a chicken shit way out. Stop it. Just stop it. I say with love. You know, I love you. Stop it. <laughs> Put it down, pick up the phone, make a direct call. That's what we want to do because it just gets ridiculous. Okay. Sorry. I got off a little. So the second thing I say almost always with the waiting, the second thing is that Sometimes people wait to have the conversation, right? They're thinking, oh, timing and tone, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna talk about this later, but then they never have it. That doesn't work, okay? So it doesn't work. So what I see is that people, you know, you wait, right? And then maybe your partner, it blows over, they were mad for a minute and it blows over. So then you think, oh, I don't wanna rock the boat now. I, I don't wanna get into it now, we're in a good place. <laughs> we're getting along. I, I might get sex later. I, I don't wanna say anything now, no. Now is when you say it because you are in a good place. What better time to bring something up that's, you know, a little off or that's a little difficult than when you're bonded? You gotta connect. There's a saying in business that you have to connect before you correct. And it's the truth. You know, you, you need to connect before you give any feedback or before you start talking about anything else. So again, you wanna connect before you correct. It's, it's, a, it's always a biggie. And, um, and I do want to give a shout out to my to my friend Molly, um, who reminded me about Connect or Correct the other day uh, in a conversation. So Molly, if you're listening, a little shout out to you. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so you get to that place where you're like, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to say anything. So I'm not going to say anything. And, and again, you should come back and say it. Now, related to this is my third point, which is, and we're, we're getting at the end of the podcast here, so just hang with me, is that... I, I will say sometimes you don't come back to something because you really should just let it go. and But it has to truly be a let go. So, and that still means, because that's still a delayed response, even if you don't have the conversation. So if you're, I use this example a lot, but like my partner, you know, the lovely Gary, he is very rarely in a bad mood very rarely. I, I it's hard to even think about. It. it just he's it's just not the kind of guy. He he doesn't he likes to be happy. He likes to think of the good things. And so, yes, he's a delight. He's mine, so back up. Okay. So, he <laughs> but so but he's he's human and so occasionally he is in an off mood or a bad mood or whatever. And he might say something to me that I don't like or that's, you know, weird or whatever. And there are times where I give the man a mulligan, right? Everybody know a mulligan from golf? Okay. <laughs> you know, meaning that you, if it's not a common thing, then I do just let it go. If it's something that happens so rarely, unless I think it's going to help him to have a conversation like, wow, he's rarely in a bad mood and he's in one. Maybe there's something I can do to help. That's different. 
But that's not because, do you see the difference? It's not me going, hey, you're in a bad mood. How dare you talk to me that way? That's not okay. It's more about, oh, I care about this person and they're in a bad mood. I wonder what's going on. Is there anywhere that I can intervene and help them with this? And if that's where you're at, that that's fine. And you can say something. But otherwise, yeah, a lot of times I just let it go. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. How to, just didn't, maybe didn't feel good. Maybe, I don't know. So giving the mulligan, giving them a break is a really nice thing to do. And the thing I would say to watch for is, let's say that every Friday your partner comes home in a bad mood because, may, and maybe it's because they always have like an all staff meeting right before they leave or something, or there's always, uh, maybe that's their supervision with their manager every week or something. And they're always in a bad mood when they come home. That's something I would talk about to them about for sure. Again, I might wait for later timing and tone and all that good stuff, but I would, because that's a pattern. That's something that's always happening. It's going to keep happening unless you say something. So absolutely you should say something there. But again, if it's something that just happens very randomly and it's really rare, then that's when I would say, eh, let it go. Let let them have it, you know? And, and again, but I want you to think about it so that you're responding in a way, your response is not to respond. You're Because in your head, you're going, well, they're not usually in a bad mood and um, you know what? I, it's really okay and I'm just going to love them up and see how it goes <laughs> and go from there. So in the end, when you focus on having a delayed response and not a delayed reaction, it puts you in a healthier, more open mindset. And this is the best place by far to start any conversation. It just is. When we're open, when our mindset is there, when we feel better, and remember to check in with yourself and to come always, always from a loving place, not a fearful place. And there you have it. So that's today's broadcast. And I have a how to stop being angry after an argument quick sheet, uh, which you can download from the abbymedcalfgott.com forward slash podcast. And this is episode 71. You can download it there. You can also check out my blog post on the blog page. Uh, you can download it there. You can download it everywhere. There's always a connection quickie uh, that corresponds to what we're talking about on YouTube. And I always have these downloads everywhere. It's the same download everywhere. So that it's the same teach and help after this lesson. But how to stop being angry after an argument. Uh, quick sheet, you can download it yourself. And as always, I love having you here. Thank you, thank you for spending time with me today. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.